Hello, and in today's episode, we are talking about how you can have an endless supply of content inspiration, no matter which platform you work on or which industry you are creating content for. Welcome to JFDI with the two Lauras. If you've ever wondered how you can take inspiration from all of the amazing content that you spot online without actually copying it, then you're in the right place because that is exactly what we're going to talk about today. But first, if you are new here, then a quick introduction. We are the two Lauras and as well as supporting thousands of freelance social media managers to grow their businesses, we are also marketing experts who have worked with clients in all sorts of industries and created countless pieces of content. We teach psychology-driven social media marketing that helps you take your audience from a total stranger to a happy paying customer. But you can't do any of that without having content ideas. So let's dive in. So it's fair to say if you were to open any social media platform right now and just scroll for a few minutes or just a few seconds, really, you will see so much content. There will be untold opportunities for ideas to hit you in the face. So why is it that whenever it comes to creating content for your business or your clients, you are staring at a blank screen struggling for ideas? It's not just you, I think, is the first point we should make. This happens to everyone. It's a common problem, but it is one that can be overcome quite quickly, really. And the best news is that the longer you start doing what we're going to talk about in this episode, the more ideas you're going to have over time. So pay attention because this will definitely help you. So let's just start by talking about why you should pay attention to other people's content in your newsfeed. Because I think a lot of people will often think that they need to come up with new ideas and they shouldn't be looking at what other people are doing, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people do think that, but I think we should probably start off by saying there are no new ideas. There's no no new new content. It's just people are just changing the way they say something or uh putting a slightly different slant on it or giving a a bit of their own personal context to it but there's no new new things is there no i don't think so i think there's all there's new opinions on things there's new statistics about things there's new um like ideas around existing things but there's very few new things you will ever come across most content that you see, you would have already seen said in a different way or by a different yeah. person a different way or with a different um, like spin on it, like you say. There's no need to reinvent the wheel every time. You don't need to always think, I need to say something new. You don't. You just need to say something in a different way. Yeah. And once you get your head around that, it will make your content creation or coming up with your content ideas so much easier, quicker, um, less painful yeah (laughs) stressful um because it all starts to fall into place doesn't it when you start to take that inspiration from what is already out there and I think there's also this pressure on people like I know I I I struggle with this I am not the greatest when it comes to like Canva graphics like graphic design 
is not my thing. It never has been, which is why I always used to just love a bit of word swag app and chuck a few words on a graphic and that would always work for me. But whenever I do have to, I put my big girl pants on and embrace that kind of graphic (laughs) design in me somewhere deep down. I'll go and take inspiration from other content out there. I'll go and see what, you know, what are people using on their ads at the moment? What elements of those did I like? What didn't I like? Um, And it's okay to do that. If you're not a kind of natural creative person or graphic designer, not that we are pretending to be graphic designers by any stretch of the imagination, but it's okay to take inspiration and learn from other people because that's how everybody learns, isn't it? That's how we progress. Yeah, totally. If you're not a natural writer, learn from other writers. If you're not confident on video, learn from what other people are doing who look confident on video and just try and embrace some of what they're doing. I think people naturally kind of do some of this already on Reels and TikTok because they will take an idea that's in that video or maybe like the trending audio or whatever and they will put their own spin on it. But for some reason, there seems to be this blocker around other content types of how people do that. Yeah, that is so interesting because I think we see it all the time, don't we, with Reels and TikToks and all short form video really that people put their own spin on it and they've been inspired by somebody else. But yet when it comes to static images or just copy we don't seem to naturally be able to do that as easily but maybe people feel like they're copying yeah but there's ways to do it without copying and we will talk about that in this episode um i think the other thing that's important to say is that when you start and this is particularly if you're working with a client it's really tempting when you're working with a client to go and see what other people in that industry, like the client's Mm. competitors, for example, are doing. So you can be inspired by that. And we see this all the time, don't we? We see posts in our groups like, has anyone seen any hairdressers smashing it on Instagram lately? (laughs) Or anyone in the financial services sector doing well on TikTok? And I think in order to do this well, you need to stop looking at industry um, like comparisons, if you like, and pay attention to all content in all niches, all sectors, all platforms. Because if you're working with a hairdresser, for example, you might get your best piece of content, your best idea from a totally unrelated industry. And if you're working with a really niche industry, then there might not be other people out there who are doing well. So how can you go and find content to be inspired by if they just don't exist? You need to look outside of that sector. That was a little rant from me there. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true though, isn't it? And I think we can all do it by default, like I do it Mm. with my clients. Mm. I'll go and see what are their competitors doing? Why is their content working so well? But I do remind myself constantly to go and look at different um, industries. Some, there's a kind of tenuous link, others not so much. But yeah, we just need to remind ourselves because I do think by default, we look in the same sector, don't we? But you're so right that the the inspiration from any sector can inform any sector. Yeah. Otherwise you kind of just get sucked into this echo chamber of, of all of the businesses in one industry creating the same types of content. And you know, you're never going to stand out that way. But I think also when you are paying attention to the content in your feed, Don't just look at the content. This is going to sound really weird when I say this, but don't just look at the actual piece of content. 
Look at the structure of that content and what is it about that piece of content that is standing out to you? Because it probably isn't the whole piece of content. Yeah, so this happens a lot with us, doesn't it? Like Laura is forever sending... Well, actually, we both send each other pieces of content, but Laura in particular will send me a piece of content and will go, look at this, it's brilliant. Or, you know, look at that, I'd never have done that. And and I'm like, okay, so I go look at this piece of content and it's like, uh, this is a bit like, meh. Like, don't see what's so special about it. And then I kind of had to go back and say you know this is shit like why are you sharing it with me and and she'll have to point out no you know I'm just saying that the CTA was really good or like the headline on that ad was amazing like she she'll have spotted something in that that is brilliant so yeah I think it's really important that we break it down and I I'm not very good at that I I look at the whole piece of content and go meh Whereas you're much better than I am at just pulling out those bits. But I'm getting better. Now I'm a bit more organised with this. Like I do think, you know, yeah, you know, I love this and I love that. But yeah, it's and it's it, it's such a game changer when you can actually kind of pull to bits and dissect content in that way. Yeah, totally. So shall we talk about the kind of like the different elements that we look at then in content that could inspire you? Because, and I think the most obvious thing is probably the topic that's especially if we're looking within our own industries it's the topic that's going to be the thing that we're like oh we could talk about that or what have you but it's not always the topic and even if you're looking outside of your industry it might be that somebody in a completely unrelated industry is talking about a really interesting topic that is still relevant to your audience and you could put your own industry spin on it or share an alternative opinion or some related stats to make it more interesting or a customer story or what have you yeah. So the top the topic I think is the most obvious one and the thing that people will most likely be paying attention to. Yeah, but then it, it I do think this is something that social media marketers in particular when they're marketing for their own business, they can struggle with because they think mm. oh especially like so within the inner hub we have the newswire so when there are changes in the industry any social media platform we'll try and update the members as quickly as possible and then we encourage people to go and create content on that and someone will say oh well I'm not going to go and share that update because loads of other people have mm. but actually the opportunity is there still to put your spin on it. Why is that update relevant to your particular audience? Or how can you and your niche benefit from that new update? You don't need to worry about other people have already spoken about that particular topic. Yeah, and you might have a totally different opinion on that yeah, yeah. update or you know, some different advice on how to use it than somebody else will have had. Or creativity-wise, you may... Mm just present it in a different way yeah you know it just could be that you put a different spin on it on a on a reel that someone else hasn't done and and that's okay and that's good and that's just because someone else has talked about a particular topic doesn't mean that they have the 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 given rights to be the only person to talk about it it can you know we talk about the same things repeatedly and that's that's good people need to hear things differently and in different ways yeah i agree Definitely agree. So after we've looked at the topic, the next most, well, not most important, but the next probably important thing people need to just look at is is that probably the thing that will capture your attention. Yeah. The first thing that will capture your attention. That stops that scroll is that hook. So Mm. whether that be the 
first line of your copy on LinkedIn or your graphic that you've put on an Instagram post or the the wording you choose on a TikTok, that hook is so vital to good Mm. social media content that I really think people need to start to look, if they're not doing this already, at how other people are are implementing their hooks in their content because there's so much I think we can learn from that. Yeah, and I think when I'm scrolling through social, I often see where people have missed opportunities for hooks. So they will be doing, maybe there's like a reel, for example, on Instagram, and the video comes into my feed and it's somebody I know, so maybe I watch it, and they don't get to the hook quick enough. So if I Mm -hmm. hadn't have known them and stopped scrolling to watch then I wouldn't have known what the point of the video was. But if there was a big hook in terms of like a text on the beginning of that video, then that would potentially capture a stranger to watch it because the video may have been, you know, highly relevant to them. So really pay attention to the content in your feed and what is that very first thing that you see? What is on that graphic? What is the first word on the video? What is the first line? What is the cover on the YouTube video? All of those things are the things that hook people to start watching. And then there'll be various hooks throughout that piece of content, if it's a video, to encourage you to keep watching. And maybe if it's a long post, there'll be various hooks throughout to keep keep you from reading. So you need, you really need to pay attention to those and keep them for inspiration because they, mm. they will definitely help to enhance your content. Yeah. Uh, and then next up, kind of on that point, I suppose, is the format of that content, how somebody has presented something, what is it that's made it a really compelling read or made you want to share it or made other people want to share it? If you can see there's been loads of shares, for example, what is the format of that? And by format, I mean, is it a video? Is it a carousel? Is it a reel? Is it a Twitter thread, for example? Is it a format on a platform that you maybe haven't tried recently? And then what I would do, because I'm quite nosy, if I see something that's worked really well and I think actually I I could probably do that format, I will go and look and see, has that creator done the same kind of post on different platforms in different formats? Because that can also tell you a lot about whether it was the format of the post that worked well. Maybe, mm. maybe it was what was in the, the post that worked well. Maybe it was just the platform. There's, like, there's loads you can learn from that. But it's not just necessarily the format in terms of like what the platform gives you in terms of a format. It might be how um, long their sentences are, Uh, whether they formatted the paragraphs with like really short sentences or really long ones. Maybe they've included bullet points. It's all of those things that you want to really look at. And this is why I think sometimes when I send you copy um, or content that I've seen maybe on LinkedIn or whatever, and you're like, oh, I can't bother to read that. If you just read it, you'll see that it pulls you through. And I think that's it's really clever when people can do that on long content. They've got to work hard to get me through some long copy there, (laughs) I have to say. Okay, so another element of a piece of content that we can kind of dissect and take away is of course the CTAs or the um, call to actions so lots of people don't put CTAs in so we've, we've, we've got an issue there and maybe it's because they don't know what to say they don't know how to say it now if you're somebody who really struggles with that call to action because there should be a call to action on every single post then go and spend time looking how about how other people you know you don't just have to say click the link in my bio like admittedly that that's 
probably is one that is used a lot, but there are clever ways in which you can get people to do things and how they can put that into a sentence or how they just use just simple different words they use to help people to or encourage people to go and take action. So if this is something, well, everybody should pay attention to call to actions because there's no harm in having variety. But if this is something that you struggle with, then definitely go and have a look at how other people are adding call to actions to their copy. Yeah, especially if you see, for example, a post that has got tons of comments, go and look at what the call to action was or what the content was as to why people have commented. Same with shares. Like, did the person say share this post? Probably not. The most shared post that I see maybe on Facebook it's very rare that the person said share this post. Yeah. So what have they done in that post that's made them do take that action? It's really interesting to pay attention to that, I think. Yeah. And it's worth saying with all of this, when you're looking at content and you're kind of dissecting the content, don't just gravitate to the content with those big vanity metrics. No. Just because a content has thousands of likes and shares and comments, that yes, that might be a good piece of content and clearly his word, and I'm not saying ignore that but remember there is content out there that might not have those big vanity metrics but if you've stopped scrolling for it for example there has got to have been a reason why so we're all different we'll all respond to different pieces of content so if it works for you try and figure out what is it that has stopped you scrolling what is it that's made you enjoy that piece of content and take note of that and don't just be guided by where the big vanity metrics are because that's you know, you could be missing a trick, basically. Yeah, totally. And on that note, and you did just say this, you need to take note of it, but you need to actually save this stuff. It's no good just paying attention to it in your feed if every time you then go to create content, you don't have all of that inspiration in front of you and you have to then go open a platform and go scroll through it again, see if there's anything inspiring on that day, because there might not be. (laughs) So you need to save it. And it's no good just saving a ton of screenshots because you won't know why you've saved it or what made you stop scrolling in the first place, perhaps. So you need to save it, but you need to log the reason why you saved it. Like, did you save it because of the CTA? Did you save it because it had a really good hook or because it's the topic that you want to talk about? There's so many reasons that you might save something and you need to remind your future self why you did that because otherwise... Yeah. It, Content creation is frustrating enough as it is without knowing that you've seen all of these brilliant ideas and not being able to find them again. That's just like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, you all know, you know, we don't need to tell you how difficult it can be when you go into your saved places on all the platforms and just see a deluge of saved content and you can't remember why you saved it or you go on your phone and you've got thousands of screenshots of maybe content that you've liked and you can't remember what it was about it that yeah. Or you know you've got one or... that you saved that was brilliant, and you go to find it, and you cannot find it anywhere. That's so yeah. annoying. Totally. And I would say as well, like yes, save a screenshot if you want to, but also, as I said, log the reasons why you've saved it. Where possible, save the original URL because then you can go back and see, you know, in how many weeks' time, what else happened after this? Did loads of people yeah. comment? Is there stuff in the comments that you can use in your content? So it's definitely yeah. worth saving the, the the link to that original post. I love going looking back at old content to oh, see same. to see whether it performed, especially if I've seen it quite early on when it's just been yeah. posted. I'd love to go, you know, going back and seeing how it went. And there's been many a time when we've put a link in in Slack and we're like, let's check this later. 
there's bound yeah. to be comments on here that are interesting. <laughs> Not yeah. just because of the drama, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we know we're gonna we know what we're looking for. We know what we're gonna do with it. How do we then use all of that information, all of that good inspiration, without copying? So. I think number one, like we've already kind of touched on this, is that you need to look outside of your industry. If you're a hairdresser and you're only being inspired by the hairdresser two doors down the high street, then you're in dangerous waters here. You shouldn't be copying anyone regardless of who they are. But the way in which you're kind of protect yourself from doing that, even in unintentionally, is by looking outside your industry, I'd say would be number one. Yeah. Definitely. And then I think also it's it's horrendous when we and we hear this all the time where businesses have seen another business that is very similar to them. And they've literally just like copied and pasted what they've said. Like, Mm. no, (laughs) no, no, no. You need to put your own spin on things, your own spin on the topic or, you know, your own opinion as to why this thing is happening. Maybe your own tips, what have you. Refer back to that original post. If it is really relevant, refer back to it for why you're talking about it and then add your own insights so that people can go and read that original post and they've got context. Yeah. Not everything has to be positioned as if it's your own content. It can be positioned as this is my opinion about this thing. Yeah, totally. And I think also by doing that, you can add more value to that original content. So you could add stats, for example. You could add some advice and that original content is great, but by you doing that, you've made it even more valuable. People will then remember you for that rather than the original creator, perhaps. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if that opinion is different or no. the opposite to what the original, we're all allowed to have there are different and opinions. And and if you're able to justify that opinion, then then share it. And sometimes people welcome having their content shared with a different opinion on it like that's a yeah. good thing isn't it it opens people's eyes up to to different things and it gets them in front of new people as well yeah so the other thing you can consider when you're pulling together your content and pulling together this inspiration is actually you know your audience best so if you've seen some piece of content that is it has inspired you you've got to make that fit with your audience so make sure that the language is right and and make sure that the imagery, for example, will resonate with your audience. There's no point copying things that have worked for a completely... Well, there's no point copying should be the end of that (laughs) subject line. Uh, But there's no point taking an image that's worked for somebody else and assuming it will work for your audience. This is why, you know, we come back to this time and time again, but knowing your audience and knowing what works and resonates with your audience is what will help you create great copy. So yes, be inspired by something, but then make sure you change that language or change that imagery or change the colors or whatever it is that you know works well with your audience because we've we've all tested and we're we all know that, don't we? Um, and then that again will stop you from just swiping stuff from other people. And it also needs to sound, and I'm going to use that word, it needs to sound authentic. Like it <laughs> yeah. needs to be in your brand voice, not somebody else's voice. Because, it, yeah, it, what you've put in there may well resonate with the audience. They may have stopped scrolling. But if it's not in your brand's voice, it's not going to sound like you. They're, they're not going to pay attention to it because they're used to how you normally sound. So, yeah, be authentic. We love that word, don't we? Oh. Um, and then obviously the final thing is always credit people 
credit the original creator. Um, you know, if you're sharing their posts, whatever, if you're sharing the stats that they've pulled together, all of that stuff, credit them. Yeah. I think people worry that it's going to make them look less important or less of an expert if they've credited someone else, but that's not the case at all. No, and I think sometimes it can be to your advantage if you're aligning mm. yourself with credible people. If you're sharing someone who's well respected in the industry and you're saying, you know, Joe Bloggs has just written this piece of content, this is my thoughts on it, then that's a good thing. You're aligning yourself with credible people within the industry. So definitely, you know, don't shy away or don't just shove a little you know, at at the bottom of your Instagram post, for example, with a little camera image, you know, use that as part of your content. Um, like we do this a lot. We, Laura does this a lot, like in our emails, like Laura might have seen a piece of content that she's seen on LinkedIn. And then she'll say, she'll often go and write a whole email about her thoughts that will, are relevant to, to you, our audience. But she'll say, she'll link to the original post. She'll she'll kind of credit the original creator of that post and that's fine like it's good it's sharing the wealth isn't it yeah definitely definitely and there's no point in just like coming up with tons of new ideas and expecting people to take those as gospel if you're not also crediting where you get those ideas from mm -hmm. Now, if all of that sounds like a lot of work, then you're going to love what we're about to share. You see, over the years, we've been looking for the perfect system to store all of our content ideas, our social proof, our UGC, product links, photos, and everything else that we needed to make content creation easy. But we never found anything that did everything we wanted it to do. So we created it ourselves. If you go to the twolauras.com forward slash system, and we'll put that link in the show notes too, it's the twolauras.com forward slash system. You'll find out all about how you can create your own content inspiration system. And trust me when I say this is a game changer for your business. So go check it out. In the meantime, have a great week and we will be back again, same time, same place next Tuesday. See you then. Toodles. Toodles.